Welcome everybody to another episode of Night at the Podcast. This is Dave D. Saint coming not live, but currently at my studio about to drop some news, uh, talk about some trailers, talk about some movie reviews and everything that's going on um, this day and age. Uh, It is December 11th. We are on our way to the Christmas holiday. Um, obviously we passed New Year's already. Uh, it's, we've, it's just, you know, these, these holidays have just been, uh, going by really quick. Honestly, I don't know. I guess maybe because I had lost my job and now I got my job back. I don't know. I just haven't really been feeling the whole Christmas season like I usually do. I mean, these last few years, it's just, I guess, maybe the anxiety or the angst of me getting older. You know, every year I get a little older. Every year I go, you know, my mom gets older, my dog gets older. And, you know, inevitably things go toward... Uh, the shitter. I mean, uh, a lot of people say, don't look at it that way. Look at it as a happy moment and all that stuff. But... I, I do. I try. I try my best. You know, um, like the Christmas season to me is one of the biggest, uh, you know, happy times of the year. I watch my marathons, my my Christmas marathons. I love to put my Christmas tree. I would love to put the radio on and just listen to Christmas music all year round. I do it all year round, no matter what, with my um, my Alexa app. But I love to hear lot like current Christmas radio like if I put on my little radio I know maybe not a lot of you guys listen to the radio as much anymore but I do I have a little boom box there that's old and dusty and I only turn it on to leave it um the radio on all day long for my dog you know my dog stays in the house pretty much all day so I leave a light on just in case I come home late I leave the music on so he can listen to something I leave him some food you know obviously he needs food my dog's really um my dog since a puppy he got used to my mom and he wouldn't eat or he wouldn't do anything Unless my mother was there. So I know for a fact that even though I leave food for him, he'll eat a little bit when I'm there. But if I leave to go to work and I come back, I see what he didn't touch. And he'll literally starve to death. Like there's been times that I come home from work and he has throw, thrown up bile because he hasn't eaten all day. Because he will not eat until I come back home. Um, and that's just him. Maybe he'll drink some water or whatever the case, but he'll, he won't eat. He'll use the bathroom and all that stuff, but he won't eat. So, um, I try to get home as quick as possible after I get out of work so I can feed him. I can walk him. I can, you know, spend some time with my dog. But being that he's getting older, I guess that's why every year it's just a little, uh, it brings a little more angst toward my life and all this stuff. And this is the current stuff that I'm going through right now because, well, I just turned for a wide, yeah, in October, I turned 41. So next year I'll be 42. And this time seems to be flying by really quick. And although a lot of people uh, are, are bringing back the 80s and 90s as a popular thing nowadays, I lived it. And to see that come back, it's almost like the saying says in um in in Batman, I believe it was the Dark Knight, when uh Two Face, you know, what's his name, um says you'll either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. You know, and to me it's like uh, it's like it's like talking to me, you know, you either 
uh, you lived through the 80s and you live long enough to see it come back. You know, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, um, bittersweet. You know, you live in your, um, your, 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 your nostalgia, your, your life is coming back all over again. And you're living it now again, but it's, you see it through the eyes of new youth. You know, it's not no longer yours. It's somebody else's. And it's just sad to see that, like stuff like that. So I hate the fact that I'm reliving my youth and I'm seeing other people live it better, I guess. Not better, but live it, um, I guess uh, they, they, I get to see other through. I get to see my youth through other people's eyes, and it's kind of sad, you know. Um, Harvey Dent. I'm sorry. I I don't know why I went blanked out. I was just thinking, Harvey Dent is the one who said uh, the saying, um, "You either die die a hero or live long enough to become the, um, the villain." Uh, to Bruce Wayne, um, speaking of, I don't know. I forget the well, why he was saying that. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, so that's my thing. I should be a little more happier, but, uh, and I am, don't get me wrong. I am very thrilled, uh, you know, with just losing my job. I got it back. I need money. I want to go to New York. I want to see a bunch of things. You know, I had all these things planned out, but you know, with my, my first paycheck back, I had to pay bills, you know, rent bills. And that's just everyday life. Um, we as adults, we don't have the leisure or, um, of just, bullshitting our money away you know we have to pay rent we have to pay our phone bills we have to eat all these things so i mean if 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 there's people out there who you know like i try to tell my friends who are like constantly looking at me like why don't you have money why don't you have money uh don't you work i'm like yeah but i'm also an adult and i have to pay these bills i don't have the the luxury of living with mommy and daddy and they pay for my rent, you know, like I know so many people who've been able to save up a hell of a lot of money because they let mommy and daddy and all this stuff and they don't give them it. They don't try to help them out or they don't try to help out around the house. I know there's some people out there who actually do that, but not me. I can't do that. I know a couple other people um, out there who actually deal with this type of situation. I know... um I know Logan LeBeau, he, he, he lives off of his paycheck. He doesn't have mommy and daddy to, to do that. You know, he, he's like me, you know, you have to pay your bills first and then you could splurge on other stuff. Um, but you know what? I'm not at the same place I was yesterday. I'm in a new place. So I have to give thanks to all the many blessings that I have in my life. Um, what was it? Seven years ago, I was literally struggling for my life. I, I had, I would live from paycheck to paycheck. I would have to pay my rent in portions. Like it would be what? Uh, 301 at the beginning of the month and then maybe sometime in the next um, um, the next paycheck I will give but you know what I was living and I was happy and I should just be glad and I am very thankful for all the stuff that I got right now because I live in my own studio and it's pretty big I have a kitchen I have um, you know a very studious and very uh, open space in my studio you know um, yeah, I have a washer and dryer in my bathroom bathroom obviously i have my own bathroom um and i have my own privacy my own entrance uh if i ever get a car i got enough parking i don't have to deal with nobody um you know uh, getting giving i mean obviously the street cleaning is still out there but i don't have to worry about go parking my car 
miles and miles away and being like having to rush to go home i mean to to get to the car so i can get out of here or whatever the case um and i ran into luck i mean my rent is very very good for all the stuff that i got you know uh, this place should be a lot a little more being that i have a kitchen and i have a washer and dryer so in all reality the area the space um it it should be a lot more but um hey the old landlords charged me a certain amount and the new landlords decided to keep me and they did not change the amount so i am very very blessed with um with, with all this so i'm very happy in that case i just i guess it's just the not the not knowing the not knowing of what's to come next you know um you know, my mom's older, my dog's older. I guess those are my t- main two things right now. And, um, you know, obviously thinking ahead of in life and what's going to come next. These are the things that give me anxiety. And um, in some ways, I guess depression. I don't like to call that upon myself. But that's just, that's such a silly notion. Because if you know me, you know that I don't get easily depressed. And if I do, it's because, I mean, most most of the time I'm just being happy-go-lucky and you would never think that i'm I, I go through those things but then again the best of us get it look at robin williams look at jim carrey just look at jdf J- jason david frank you would have never thought that all these positive men who who've made bring brought joy to our lives and all that stuff would have uh been going through depression and anxiety and all that stuff robin williams got to a point where he just couldn't deal with his um you know getting dementia and all that stuff and in not being able to produce the way that he used to so i'm assuming that that's the reason why he committed suicide and died you know um because he couldn't continue doing what he loved the most uh jim carrey i mean um, jim carrey has gone through a lot of depression situations and but i mean he's found coping mechanisms to keep me keep him focused i mean just recently he was talking about that he's probably going into retirement after sonic the hedgehog part two he's probably just going to go right into his artwork because that's what's been keeping him sane and focused Unfortunately, JDF, uh, Jason David Frank, um, he produced so much stuff for his fans. You know, um, maybe he didn't do a lot of movies, and and but he 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 left a legacy for his family to veer off. You know, he was the the bat the the, the the most famous ranger. The ranger, um, he was the Green Ranger. He was the White Ranger. He became the two the um the Red Ranger at two different times, and then eventually he became the Black Ranger. And he came back as another Ranger that was a uh, an evil character or whatever the case. And he was still producing stuff. He was going live to all these different shows just to be relevant with his fans. And unfortunately, he was dealing with a lot of um, situations and issues uh, that we don't currently fully understand 100%. I just know that he was dealing with depression, um, anxiety, and a lot of different situations. And unfortunately, it drove him to his death. And um, recently, it was, what, not even a month ago, maybe a month ago now, uh, that he's been dead. And that's just crazy. You know, it's a real issue when, when you have um, anxiety uh, and depression and all that stuff. You know, a lot of us cope with it by doing things that we would normally, that things that we like to do. Like me, I, I kind of revert to my my TV. I like to watch movies and, 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 and TV and all that, uh, you know, like TV shows and stuff. And um, one of the major things that I like to do is um, 
I like to go to things that I used to do when I was a kid. You know, like um, I loved Disney. I loved being around the Disney uh, music and stuff like that because to me it was very, um, what's that called? Uh, it was very soothing. So obviously if I ever go to like a mall or whatever the case, and um, I love to go into the Disney store, not because I'm going to buy or not because I'm going to look for things. And maybe, yeah, looking at things does help me help the, the mind soothing, but I love to see, hear the music, especially old music from Disney. And um, I have a friend who told me why well, you can't really um, use that as a, a crutch. I'm like, well, yeah, you can use many different things to help you with your anxiety and your angst and your frustration and your depression. You could find things to cope with it. Yeah, you can go talk to a therapist and you could get medication, but you could also find different, um, um, you know, different uh, doorways, escapeways for you to keep yourself focused and um, bring your anxiety at its, at its lowest. I love to go to New York. New York wasn't really a, a, a pastime for me as I was a child or whatever, but New York still has so many uh, doorways and windows that you can um, find so much stuff to be entertained. Like right now, I would love to go to New York. I just need the money. I need to go to the. Um, I love to go to New York to see the lights, the Christmas lights, and I'm still planning on it. Um, I want to go see shows and stuff like that. Unfortunately, right now I don't have the 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 funds and the leisure to do all these things. But I definitely am planning on it sometime soon. Um, two years ago um not even two years ago maybe three years before i was i had i went to see uh the christmas carol i went to see uh, so many different christmas shows and all that stuff and i just love it love it love it and that also helps feed my anxiety like it takes it away little by little because i get to indulge myself in things that i like you know like one of my my biggest one of my biggest 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 um Uh, coping mechanisms is to go see my sister my sister jessica she goes she lives down in cherry hill new jersey which is like the borderline of philly in new jersey um and i go there every every holiday i wasn't able to go this thanksgiving but when i go there you get that homely feeling you know you get to see not only your family and their family how is it going but you get to go to you get to go home pretty much there's a christmas tree there and um you know she has the thanksgiving food ready and it's just very warming um very warming and very caring you know it's not like being alone and you get to feel like you just gone back home so when i go down there for like ho- for, for like thanksgiving or christmas it's very very important to me that i spend time with them it's very very important that i i, I try to focus my whole time especially on my sister i love my nephew and niece but they're kids and they're jumping around all over the place i love my brother-in-law but he's more focused on his sports and all his other stuff and yeah he spends time with us but He's he's himself, you know, he's he's a man, he does his own thing. But my sister, I grew up with my sister and she's like my best friend. So um when I go over there, I try to get as much time with her. You know, I used to have this thing where I used to go down there and um I try to make it like a a, a common thing, like um, you know, we, we try to like look up a movie and and go see a movie together and it was always like a Christmas tradition I wanted to do a Christmas tradition um, where I would go with her to go see the J-Lo movie the new J-Lo movie that was coming out until finally she started hating J-Lo for all the crap that she's uh, she's become Um, 
now it's kind of hard to go see a movie with her because she's not really into the whole celebrity stuff and all that, all those things. So I just try to hang out and just, you know, pretty much just, just spend time with family. Um, but I had, didn't go this Thanksgiving and I, it really irks me. It kills me because I kind of broke my tradition of going down there and spending the holidays over there, but I am going this Christmas and maybe I'll just go out new year so I can replace, um, um, Thanksgiving so I can have that. I went down there, you know, maybe it wasn't Thanksgiving, but it was, um, it was, you know, a holiday. I know that I've gone and I'm over here blabbing away and all this other stuff. And I'm telling you stuff that uh, that is kind of like out of what I'm supposed to be doing here. Because this is a podcast about entertainment and movies and everything. But I thought I would uh, squeeze in what's going on with me, um, you know, during the point of me losing my job to this point. But I've been dealing with anxiety and and, and I guess depression for a while now. Um, and I've come to terms with it. I've, I learned how to cope. I have coping mechanisms when I start feeling the, 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 the stuff in my body. I kind of learn how to calm myself down, bring myself to a focus. I get lost in my work at work. I try to get lost in movies and everything. I try to come up. I'm an artisan. So I try to do many different things. Like, um, I like to paint. I like to draw. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I, but I need to find the, 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 the spark, you know, I have to find the inspiration to get into it uh, i can't just go and paint and i have to find the motivation um i like to play video games i have like every system playstation 5 playstation 4 playstation 3 two playstation 2s um inside my playstation 2 obviously you can play playstation 1 i have the retron that you can play Sega Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo, Famicom, uh, Nintendo, and even the Game Boy Advance is included in there. I also have my an Xbox Original and an Xbox One. I have the Wii that has the the port for the uh, GameCube inside of it, and I have a little. Um, I also have a Super Nintendo, but I barely use it for the simple fact that my Super Nintendo, uh, I, I, I like to use the Retron better. And then I even have a little, uh, one of those mini, uh, Nintendo systems that my sister gave me a few years ago. So I have a lot of game systems. I have a lot of stuff to get lost in. And, uh, I love, I love, I love drawing. I love to take pictures i love to walk i love i'm very very and out if i can do outdoorsy type things i would um on this here's here's me praying to god and trying to keep myself focused so i can get my license so i can get a car soon so i can start doing all these things because um uh, it's enough enough is enough of me being trapped in my house but yeah that's what's been going on with my life and um kudos to you guys for listening to my banter and bullcrap but we're gonna go right into uh what i what we were supposed to do which is trailers first we're gonna talk about some trailers obviously some of my trailers are probably older and you guys already seen either the tv shows or the movies but i'm still gonna talk about it because a lot of these things i haven't seen so it doesn't matter to me so you guys can deal with it um i'm also gonna be uh today we're gonna be talking about uh we're gonna be talking about a questionnaire no, is this a questionnaire? No, we're not going to talk about the questionnaire. We're going to be talking about the history of Hocus Pocus Part 1. And then we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus 2. Okay, because obviously Hocus Pocus was coming around uh, the Halloween season of this year. I know that we are in December. But I'm still going to talk about, um, you know, 
stuff that I've seen or what I want to talk about. If you guys choose to not listen to it, then by all means, you can hang up and you can go on your way. Um, But I am going to be talking about uh, this and, you know, we're going to be going into, uh, we're going to be talking about also, hold on, I just want to check some stuff out here. We're going to be talking about, not so since Hocus Pocus, we're going to be talking about Hocus Pocus Part 1, but Hocus Pocus Part 2 is included with Hocus Pocus. So, Hocus Pocus. And then we're going to be talking about Werewolf by Night. Okay, the special, Disney special that came out around Halloween that was all the rave and all the rage. Um, And also, we're going to be going into some news that's been going on. And then after that, we're going to go into... uh, my reviews and recommendations, and then we're going to call it a night. All right, so the first movie we're going to be, I mean, not movie, but the first show we're going to be talking about is Halo. And I know we've already uh, seen the trailer for Halo, and we've spoken about it and all that stuff, but this is the second trailer, and obviously, you know, this is based on a popular video game that has, like, I got the I got the whole collection. Um, it's, it's, like... Um, Xbox One, what I was going to say. So, this is based on that. And let me read to you a little bit of the series um, synopsis. So, hold on one second. This is based on a video game franchise of the same name, Halo, produced by Showtime Networks. Uh, all these different, uh, I'm not going to go through all the, the different people who produced it. The series follows a 20th, 6th century war between the United Nations Space Command and the Covenant, a theocratic military alliance of several advanced alien races determined to eradicate the human race. Uh, is there anything else here? Mm. Pablo Schreiber and Jen Taylor star as Master Chief Petty Officer John 117 and Cortana, with the latter reprising her role from the video game series and are joined by Shabana Azmi, Natasha Kozak, Olive Gray, Yerin Ha, Bentley Kalu, Kate Kennedy, Charlie Murphy, Danny, and I don't think this is the Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's brother, because I think he passed away a while ago. Danny Sapani, Bokeem Woodbine, and Natasha McElm. Development of of the, the development for a, te, the, a television series began in 2013. Killen was hired in, two, in June 2018, and the series officially announced a nine-episode order for Paramount Plus. Filming began in Ontario, Canada, in October 2019. All the post-production for the first five episodes was affected due to COVID-19 pandemic. Filming eventually resumed in Budapest, Hungary in February 2021. <clears throat> it premiered on March 24, 2022 on Paramount+. Plus. The series already was renewed for a second season. So, let's look at this trailer. There's something out there. Just beyond our reach. It's like opening your eyes. 
So obviously that premiered March 24th. Obviously we aren't on March 24th. We are in December 11th. So that's been out. So it's it's its first season is in completion. You can watch it on Paramount Plus or whatever. Uh, I guess uh, if you have any other streaming sites that are able to play it. I know there's a lot of people who illegally stream. I'm not saying um, to do that. Uh, go for Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus has like a seven day free thing and you could probably watch it there or whatever the case and if you like the app you might as well keep it it's an actual um good app it has a lot of good entertainment i actually have it myself so uh I'll, the reception behind that show um i heard it was actually pretty good i had a couple of people who told me who were actually watching it at my job but uh, I remember reading about it and it said that a lot of people didn't like the fact that uh, Master Chief actually takes off his helmet and you actually see the person who's behind it. It's kind of like um, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd never takes off his helmet. But unfortunately, the, the, you know, in, in the original movie, he with with uh, what's his name with uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone, he took off his helmet. Now, that's not how he was. In the comic books, he never takes off his helmet. He So in the Carl Urban version, he doesn't take off his helmet at all, which was actually pretty good. Um, so that was something that people hated the most about the show, that he took off his helmet. And he gave uh, uh, Master Chief an actual person or personality. And um, I mean, I don't know if that's something that I'm going to be pissed off about. I just want to know if it's a good story. But I guess I'll eventually watch it and then we'll just talk about it then. Uh, the next trailer we're going to watch, uh, we're going to watch, uh, I mean, it, what I'm going to talk about is obviously 
a movie that came out last Christmas season. Obviously, um, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about is uh, a little delayed. But yeah, this was The Matrix Res- Resurrections, and this is the second trailer we're going to talk about. So I'm going to read a little bit of the synopsis to find out if he's if his reality is physical or mental construct. Mr. Anderson, a.k.a. Neo, will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. If he's learned anything, it's that ch- that choice, while an illusion is still the only way out of or into the matrix. Neil already knows what he has to do, but what he doesn't yet know is that the matrix is stronger, more secure, and far more dangerous than ever before. Now, in this uh, uh, latest ada- um, latest part to the matrix uh, um, series, both the Wachowskis did not come back. It was only Lana who came back, uh, who formerly was known as Larry Wachowski, who, when they directed the original trilogy, they were both male. Uh, since then, they've actually gone through, um, you know, uh, surgery and they've become women. Um, so this movie did not have the the time and the span and the I don't know the I guess they probably could have but they didn't get into what they did with the original trilogy with going into the martial arts and the soundtrack and everything being so epic and everything this movie just I don't know it lacks so much so obviously this uh this this podcast is going to have a lot of spoilers so I'm just letting you guys know right now if you haven't seen any of these movies or any of these uh uh things that I'm going to talk about fair warning because this is all going to be spoiler um spoiler alert spoiler alert so I'm giving you five seconds one two three four five watch any of the stuff that you need to watch before you listen to this podcast and then you know we could talk about it but yeah i'm gonna go right into it (laughs) this movie i remember i was building up to watch this movie i was so excited because you know we were getting this huge spectacle that was gonna come out oh my god it was gonna be spider-man no way home um the matrix resurrection so we were me and my friend maria we were so adamant to go see this movie and we're sitting in the movie theater, we're watching this, and halfway through the movie, she's having a great time. I'm looking at her, and I tell her, I'm not liking this movie. And she looks at me and says, why? I'm like, this is not like the other movies. They've, like, they literally, they're literally shitting on everything that they've already built. This movie turned out to be something totally different than the other movies, making um, the other movies, like, nothing like they they pretty much try to say that those movies were kind of like just a figment of their imagination based on a video game i don't even know i saw it once last year and i just remember little things here and there i mean i love neil patrick harris in the movie i thought he was pretty good and the guy i'm sorry i forgot his name um the guy from uh what was it called um He did a show. Here we go. Jonathan Groff. He played Agent Smith. And he was in a show just recently that was released. uh, uh, Hamilton. That was released on Disney Plus because obviously uh, the pandemic was running amok on everybody. But yeah, let's uh, look at the second trailer and we can talk about it. We can't see it, but we're all trapped 
inside these strange repeating loops. Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. But this is the moment for you to show us what is real. Warner Brothers Media Village Roadshow Pictures And yet it's obviously a world Maybe this isn't the story we think it is The top suit good Made you believe that world was all you deserved But some part of you knew that was a lie some part of you remember what was real. It's so easy to forget how much noise the Matrix pumps into your head. Something else makes the same kind of noise. War. From director Lana Wachowski. This past Christmas. Part of me feels like I've been waiting my whole life for you. You want to see Trinity again? Um, so it was just the, the, he just said, I still know Kung Fu, but the Kung Fu that he did in this movie was so much wire work and, um, they kind of like took away the whole thing that he was the one and made it that him and Trinity together were the one. So it kind of uh, took the importance of the first three films out of the way. And they try to make this more, I guess, um, woke uh, by by making her more, uh, I guess, up to his par or up to like an equal level of his. And it just, I don't know, to me, it was like you build up this whole world in the past. And now all of a sudden, just because you want to fill in the timeline that we're living in, you make it more of a woke situation. Now, when they spoke to Lana Wachowski, she she, she or he said that, um, I guess I should say the term she uh, said that she was writing this during the co- to cope with 
uh, her parents' death, and she tried to make a story about resurrecting people who have passed on and um, wishing that that could be her family. But unfortunately, that wasn't. So that's what they concentrated on during this film. Um, and that's what they got. Now, the, the, the reception of this film, film was, uh, it was, it was, it was horrendous. The movie was torn to shreds because obviously this is not the matrix that we knew. They just tried to like read. I I was kind of, I was rooting for it. I was rooting for it big time. I was hoping that this was going to be something that we needed, you know, because nobody asked for an extra part. But the way that the movie ended in the um, in in the original series, they said that, you know, they said that it would, um, you know, there was, you know, there was other parts, you know, Uh, Neo did better than his predecessor. So we were waiting for something new to come and yeah it just i mean if they would have they would have just x nate on neo and started something totally new with somebody else and saying that you know the matrix somehow rebooted and all that stuff then i would have definitely watched it and i think that the new generation would have definitely gotten a kick out of that to actually start something new kind of like what um you know what, what they're doing now with avatar you know they james cameron did Avatar 15 years ago and now he's doing the next part 15 years later and not only part 2, 3, 4, 5 and they're going to do up to 5 so he's teaching us something new in this new Avatar which is there's something about the water I don't know exactly what it's going to be but it's called the way of the water so he's going to introduce something new something beautiful because if you actually look at the trailer it looks amazing hopefully this movie hits big and it doesn't fool us like the Matrix Resurrections but yeah we're going to move on the next movie we're going to be talking about is Top Gun Maverick now around the time Top Gun Maverick this was the first trailer to be released um uh, I was, you know, I remember when the trailer first came out and then it actually got taken off because of the whole pandemic was going crazy. So we never got to see the movie until just recently, which made over a billion dollars. It's uh, $1.454 billion and it's uh, getting re-released again in the theaters. So we're going to read a little bit about this sequel with Tom Cruise. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment maverick must confront the ghost of his past and his deepest fears culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it now this has been the first movie that tom cruise has starred in that has reached over a billion dollars. Now, I remember watching, I, I I watched the first one before. I went to go watch the second one because I never actually watched the first one when it was released back when. It just wasn't my cup of tea, but I watched it. 
now me and my friend Mario decided to watch it just so we would be updated so we would watch this sequel um and there was a lot of cheesy moments in that first movie now I that was definitely a girl movie it was a movie for girls you know they um and um I don't mean to sound sexist but it was a bunch of men uh, always sweaty um you see them without shirts uh it's just hunks left and right all these poses it was just like it was so cheesy like even the girl who played his love interest in the first movie i forgot her name she like didn't even care for him but they ended it was like oh, everything felt so forced it wasn't gen it wasn't like fluid it just everything felt forced he wanted her he ended up getting her um but the movie this obviously this was like what the 80s so obviously movies went at a certain pace i think it was ridley scott who directed no 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 ridley scott's brother directed the original movie now uh tony scott now um the movie made its money in the theaters it made a good amount and obviously uh, we never really thought that it was going to be a sequel because obviously they never made a sequel it was going to be one of those standalone movies kind of like days of thunder which also starred uh tom cruise but um, years later, they decided, you know what? Tony Scott was supposed to helm the director's chair to do a sequel. But unfortunately, he committed suicide. I don't know why. Maybe he was depressed. Uh, situations that we were talking about earlier, you never know. But he committed suicide. Now, um, it was still up in the air where they were going to do it, but nobody knew. All of a sudden, they dropped the trailer before the pandemic hit Top Gun Maverick. It's going to hit summer of, what was it, 2021? Or 2020, and unfortunately, it kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Um, it's kind of like like many other movies, and I thought eventually it was going to have a Paramount release, like a Paramount Plus release. Unfortunately, it never did, and then they finally released it at the box office. Now, granted, this was probably the only movie that was this big around the time, so everybody was going to watch this movie continuously because I don't think many other movies competed with it. So, but when we went to go watch the movie, the movie was fantastic. It was phenomenal. We went to the movie. The story was so set in stone. Everything just co co you know aligned with every single aspect of the first movie. It just made me like, wow. I was I I remember watching it. I remember coming to work the next day. Me and Maria were just like we were flabbergasted, telling everybody that it was such an amazing movie. I spoke about it so much that one of my coworkers went to go see it. And he wanted to bring everybody else. And we went to the 40X theater to watch it. We watched it in the 40X theater. And it was just even more amazing. Because when you're watching uh, the movie in 40X. It's almost like you know, you're know you in a chair. It's moving around. You get sprayed with water. Wind is constantly blowing. It was such a ride. It was an amazing uh, a spectacle. Now to this day. The movie is still going on strong. And they're talking about a, a, a part 3. You know. So years later this movie got revived. And. And it made a killing and now they're making a part three i don't think the part three will actually make as much but hey you never know um they're talking about so many different things about this movie so yeah let's see what happens right after that top gun maverick uh let's look at this trailer Do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Bagman. Whatever. 
What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. Here we are. In three, two, one. This may that passed already. No living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Tom Cruise. Someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. That was one of the most phenomenal movies to come out this past year, or this year. Well, we're about to finish the year, so obviously, um, but it was it was a remarkable movie. Um, I did not read the, yeah, I did, I did read it. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, I did read it, I'm sorry. Um, I, was, I was talking about the synopsis behind the movie. Now, the next trailer we're going to talk about. Now, I don't really, I have never really seen the original series uh, or the series that's currently on, you know, Netflix. But um, I'm, I am planning on watching it. But the new, there's a new series. It's, I think it's a spinoff or uh, a prequel to it. It's called The Witcher Blood blood origin uh set more than a thousand years before the world of the witcher seven outcasts in the elf world unite in a quest against an unstoppable power kind of like uh what they did with um game of thrones and house of dragon you know they just kind of (laughs) they, they they they're living off of the the success of that but yeah let's check out this trailer and we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards. Stay with me, oh lover, my heart's filled with worry. Stay with me, oh lover, Netflix presents. Oh, 
from the world of The Witcher. four-part special event. The Witcher Blood Origin. So that is scheduled to come out December 25th uh, this month. So honestly, I don't know what I just watched because obviously I haven't seen the original um, show. But it just seems like a bunch of stills and videos. Or sh- um, um, they show a lot of different like settings and all that stuff. It shows Michelle Yao. I believe that's her, Michelle Yao. Who uh, it looks like she's like a head elf or some sort. And then she has like companions and they're going off to fight in some type of a, I guess, a war or something. I don't know. But yeah, that's what uh, I saw. And uh, we will be right back. We are back. Um, It might seem like this podcast this particular particular episode might be a little longer um it probably will be because obviously i've spoken a lot about other things and i filled you guys on information of certain um shows and stuff i just i don't know today i kind of found i kind of like i said i find inspiration in certain things and i just don't know what you know what causes me to be more in tune with certain things or whatever the case um but yes uh the next trailer we're going to be talking about is called the northman now i was supposed to go with my with a a group of friends from work to go see this but unfortunately we never actually made the plan to actually go see this (laughs) but yes i will read the synopsis to you guys it says prince amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who raids Slavic villages. He soon meets a Cirrus who reminds him of his vow, save his mother, kill his uncle, avenge his father. Now this stars Alexander Skarsgård. And um, I remember seeing the trailer... But not really getting so in tune with it. I mean, I definitely did want to watch it because I, like, I, I put any movie for me and I'll actually sit there, even if it's boring as all hell. If I start watching a movie, I get committed and then I have to finish watching it. And sometimes I don't watch the best movies, but I do watch a lot of good movies too. So uh, we're going to talk about, it. we're going to look at this trailer and then we're going to talk about it. The North Man. Alexander Skarsgård and Nicole Kidman. Behold. He's here. He's here. Father is here. The king, my lady. The king. Your fate is set and you cannot... Willem Dafoe. Focus features. Father, 
that Ethan Hawk? It is Ethan Hawke. Wow, they have a lot of like famous people in this movie. But the visionary Robert Edwards. Why would he stow away to such a hellish place? You find what was stolen from me. What is that? Anya Taylor Joy's in here too. This April, which already passed. Conquer. Your fate. Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, The Northman. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out. That movie looks pretty, pretty, pretty freaking awesome. I'm very into those, like, uh, medieval time type uh, movies and all that stuff. I kind of get lost in it. That's why I'm so big on Game of Thrones and stuff like that. That's why I've been really, really, really I've been wanting to watch um, The Witcher. But I've just gotten myself so tied up with other stuff and I'm just stupid. So around this season, obviously Christmas season of last year, they decided that they were going to release Harry Potter, the Return to Hogwarts. So uh, it was a Return to Hogwarts special uh, where they were going to bring back the whole cast. It was like, what, 20 years later? Um, and they were going to talk about, you know, what's been going on in their lives and memories and all that stuff. So, we're going to look at the second trailer. Obviously, I already saw this uh, special. It was really, really good. Um, hold on one second. Obviously, I don't have anything queued up here because I'm not rich. So, I don't have anybody working for me. But, uh, yeah, so they released this second. Uh, you know, it was it was meant to to kind of just celebrate all the seven movies and you know what they went through and bring memories and all that stuff which was really really nice so harry potter second trailer it's been lovely to see everyone it really has been. it's been a long time since i've seen any of them it's just been a joy getting to relive it all take a trip down memory lane folks. Harry Potter and the 20th Anniversary Return to Hogwarts. It feels a lot strange to be back here, at least, and to be honest with you, it's been a Tom Felton. It's been great seeing everyone. I think this is the perfect time to Rupert sit down with everyone and reminisce. We get the chance to hang out with each other. Jason Isaacs. 
being in the Great Hall with everyone early was just incredible. You see everyone's faces and it's just lovely to be here and to share this anniversary together. Bonnie Wright. We could kind of celebrate Emma Watson. and just enjoy being together. It's been lovely seeing everyone again and going like, oh yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. It's a weird experience because you met them as kids. Obviously, they've grown up. As they should Gary be. Oldman, really Mark Williams. They were still the same age. All the memories of working here come flooding back. It's like it was last week. It doesn't feel like 10 years ago. Matthew Lewis. The whole studio is obviously much more classy than when we filmed on it, so it feels different. Ivana Lynch. Robbie Coltrane. Wasn't soundproofed or anything. We pretty much had everything that's going on around. The studios were leaky. Helena Bonham and Carter. was not an ideal shooting situation, but we loved it. We had a great time. Chris it's Columbus. The playground in the world. The fact that there's people who've traveled from all over the planet to come to where we are right now because they love Potter, it's just incredible. It's pretty cool to see that the Potter flame is not being doused at any time soon. All of us on the set were as big of fans as you could find outside the studio. It's a really important part of all of our lives to be on the sets and kind of live it for real was just an absolute treat. I've just been pleasantly surprised by people enjoying everything that we made and that we created. There's so much of life to take in that happened in those 10 years. Every part of my life is connected to Potter and you've seen even more how much it means to people and what a part of people's lives it is. It means even more now and I'm able to appreciate how special that is. So that streamed New Year's of last year, and it was very, very bittersweet. It was very uh, emotionally in, in, enveloping because um, I remember watching the first film. I tried to watch it, but I forget. I went with a friend of mine. I fell asleep because we were watching it late, and then we tried it again. It was two of us, three of us that went this time, but again, we fell asleep. And then I finally got to watch the first movie with my mother. I finished watching it with my mother. I remember she was picking me up when I used to work at the movie theater. She was picking me up, watched the movie, went home. I remember the second movie was with my best friend, my current girlfriend at the time, my sister. We all went to watch the second film. Um, then the third film, I don't remember. I went with my ex to go watch that movie. Uh, the fourth film, I remember waiting in line to watch it with my friend who tried to watch it with me. The, fir- the first movie. Tried to watch the first movie with me. He went to go see the fourth. I remember the fifth one, I went with another friend of mine. And now at that point, I had gotten into reading the book. So I was reading the book as we went to go watch the movie. And I finished the book. I think it was like 15 minutes before the movie started. And I remember watching it with like the whole crowd now i was more into i was now i had become more of a potterhead and i enjoyed it a lot more because i knew what the movie was about uh i knew everything about it you know and then the sixth movie um i don't remember who i went to go watch that i just remember being i remember reading the book twice i had read the book twice and then i went to go watch the movie and then i remember because when i first read when i first read the sixth book um i remember when dumbledore died I felt like I had lost something throughout the whole day. I just felt like a little depressed. And then going to see this live action, it was just wow. Um, Then I remember when the seventh book came out, I remember buying it. 
And I read it in like less than a week. I think I was less than four days. I was so into it. I remember watching the movies back to back. I mean, I remember watching the first one. I think I might have still been with my ex. I don't think so. Um, I just remember I, that those are kind of like uh, more more foggy. I don't remember the memories of that. But yeah, I watched all the films, obviously. And um, when this trailer came out, that they were going to be reliving the 20 year anniversary of the first film they were going to be talking so obviously i've gone through that whole phase i went through the whole you know journey with them watching all the movies all the other all, all the memorabilia that came out and all that stuff so obviously to me it was very heartfelt and very sentimental well like it was even even to the point where i went when i went to the um to last year the tra- this trailer came out after I went to Universal Studios and I got to go to Diagon Alley, pretty much Harry Potter World, and that was very, very, very like, like, oh my God, it was so amazing to be inside the actual world of Harry Potter. So when I saw this, is very, I didn't cry, but it was very sentimental. You know, it, it hits you, it hits you because to think that it's been so long. That you've gone through this journey. You know, there's a lot of things. Like, this is the era, I have to say, this is the era of nostalgia. Because everything that is coming out to date has been something of my past. Something that I grew up with. You know, movies, they're adding sequels to movies that I grew up with that were so long ago. And, um, you know, just so many different things that I experienced. And they're bringing it back. And that's just phenomenal to be able... Oh, sorry. Too loud. Too loud. Just too much going on. Too much going on and it just brings back kind of like a tear to my eye in some ways. But yeah, that's out on HBO Max right now. If you guys want to relive um, the Harry Potter uh, reunion, it's there. Uh, The next trailer we're going to be looking at is obviously a movie that's been out already. And it's part of the MCU. It's uh, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Excuse me. Got a... No, a stuffy nose. So uh, it reads, Doctor Strange teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dreams who can travel across multiverses to battle multiple threats, including other universe versions of himself, which threaten to wipe out millions across the universe. So let's check out this trailer. This is actually a teaser. Show up. I made mistakes. 
and people were hurt. I'm not here to talk about Westview. Then what are you here for? I need your help. Guess what? What do you know about the multiverse? I'm sorry, Stephen. I hope you understand. The greatest threat to our universe. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. May 2022, which already came out. Now, um, this trailer was released uh, following the coattails of Spider-Man No Way Home. So obviously this movie was released summer of this year. Uh, so last year was Spider-Man No Way Home. So everybody was assuming that because Spider-Man No Way Home had... So many different cameos of so much different things from the past. This movie was going to have the exact amount. There was so many speculations. We were going to see Deadpool, all the X-Men, all these different things. And obviously, we got to see some cameos of some characters. But a lot of people hated it for the simple fact that they didn't get what they wanted. So they actually assumed that this was going to be in the same tradition as Spider-Man No Way Home. So people are going to be thinking that because it's the multiverse now, people are going to be getting all these different things. But if it's anything that this movie taught us is that we can't assume because when you make an assumption or when you assume you make an ass out of you and me um they went to the movie theaters i was one of them i went to the movie theaters theaters thinking that i was gonna get cameos of wolverine and all these other different characters but unfortunately that's not what we were getting and a lot of people hated it because of that but once you get over the fact that that's not what this movie was about the movie was a half decent movie you know, um, just yesterday I was at a, 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 or the day before yes, no, yesterday I was at a, uh, no, it was the day before yesterday. I went to a, a Sweet 16 and I was talking to people who are just as much as a fanatic of these movies as I am. And they were saying that Multiverse of Madness sucked. And I told them why. Oh, because it sucked and this and this. I was like, why? Because you didn't get the cameos you wanted? I was like, that's not what this movie was about. This movie was about, you know, piecing, not only continuing on with the MCU, but furthering the story with um, Wanda, uh, Wanda Maximoff and, and Doctor Strange. And then later on, it pieces the puzzle to something else. So, you know, you introduce America Chavez and then obviously you get to see different things. But obviously this movie wasn't about um, going into par parts of the past. You know, that's going to happen, but it, this wasn't about it. A lot of people got pissed off because of that. I give this movie actually a pretty, you know, some thumbs up. I thought the movie was actually pretty good. I had a good time watching it. Um, but yeah, that's what it was. The, uh, Doctor Strange is, you know, I, it was good. I don't, I don't care what people say. I actually enjoyed it. The next title trailer we're going to see is called The Silent Sea. 
Now, I have not seen this trailer yet, so I have no idea what we're going to watch here. I'm just looking it up right here, and I'll read you the synopsis momentarily, okay, people? So just wait, wait, wait. Don't get mad at me. Oh, the Silent Sea. Yes, I know what this is. Um, now, we spoke about the trailer not too long ago. This is actually... Uh, uh, an outer space uh, show, I believe it is, and um, it's like I, I, I guess they're Asian. Obviously, they're Asian. They're they're uh, I don't know what descent they are, but they are um, in space. And I will read to you the synopsis, and then we'll watch the second trailer because the first one we saw, what we saw first was a teaser. We spoke about it before in one of my other podcasts. Okay, during a perilous 24-hour mission on the moon, space explorers tried to retrieve samples from an abandoned research facility steeped in classified secrets. So let's check out this trailer. The average annual rainfall hit another low. The world's water will be reduced by 40% in the next 10 years. I came to see you today because we needed an astrologist to take part in an important mission. Bahal Station. Netflix. On the moon. Your mission is to retrieve an important sample in the station and return to Earth. A Netflix series. We're going to Behel Station. It takes time for the rescue ship to come. We need to do what we're told. So focus on the mission. We must go through the search to the station. Something's there. What in the world happened here? Captain, a bio signal is approaching us. It's right ahead of us. What could it be? A deadly mission. There are too many auditites here. We'll uncover. What if the government report wasn't true? Darkest secrets on the moon. Do you really want this mission to be a success? Too many secrets. We must leave here now. Put on your hazmat suit and wait. Send out the SOS. The radio is down. The Silent Sea. So it was supposed to come out December 24th, and that was last year. So it is now out on Netflix. Uh, yeah, go check it out. And let, I guess, well, not let me know what you think about it, but enjoy. Now, all these trailers that I'm talking about are going to be in my description box. And you can look at these trailers at your own leisure, see what you might want to watch and um, if you, what you might not want to watch. But yeah, okay, uh, we are moving on. Next trailer. Two more trailers, and then we will go into the other stuff that I have planned here. Uh, do, 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 do. Here we go. Uh, 
So, obviously, uh, this movie hadn't come out yet. Um, so, we are about to watch the teaser. Oh, where is the teaser? That's not a teaser? I thought that was a teaser. All right, so we're going to read a little bit about uh, this. Oh, no. Okay, so, uh, sorry. That was the actual trailer playing or teaser or whatever the case. Um, but, yes, this is a movie based on a set of video games. Um, now, the... The reviews to this movie weren't that great. It stars Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Treasure, okay. Treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan recruits street smart Nathan Drake to help him recover a 500-year-old lost fortune amassed by, by explorer Ferdinand Magellan. What starts out as a high soon becomes a globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before the ruthless Santiago Moncada can get his hands on it. If Sully and Nate can decipher the clues and solve one of the world's oldest mysteries, they stand to find $5 million in treasure, but only if they can learn to work together. Excuse me. Now this movie brought in 401.7 million. I uh, let me review, let me read some of the reviews here, or the reception. Yeah, let me see the reception. Critical response: The review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes reported an approval rating of 41 percent, with an average rating of 5.30. Dash 10 based on 256 reviews. The website's critical consensus reads promisingly cast but misleadingly title. Uncharted mines its best selling source material to produce a disappointing echo of superior adventure films. So, um, the uh, let's see, the Metacritic, Metacritic. Which uses a weighted average assigned the film a score of 45 out of 100 based on 44 critics indicating mixed or average reviews. Audience polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of B plus on a A plus to F scale, while those of Post Track gave it a 79 positive score, with 61% saying they would definitely recommend it. So this movie has a lot of things going for it, but then again, there's a lot of things that aren't going for it. So I yet I have yet to go watch it, or I have yet to watch it. Um, it is out now on one of the streaming sites. I think it's on I don't know exactly what site it is, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, I guess because I'm not too much. I mean, I have the games. I have never played them. I guess I have to be more of a fanatic. But then again, I wasn't. Uh, I, I liked Tomb Raider, but I didn't like the movies. So, I mean, it wasn't... Because these games are like... I mean, these movies and these games are kind of like Indiana Jones. And they're not... Uh, to me, they're not just that... They're not that interesting. But uh, let's look at this trailer and I guess we'll talk about it. 
uncharted official trailer. There are places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. They're just lost. Sony. PlayStation. Hey, kid. A little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Find the map. This path for Nam and John took to sail around the world. You know your history. It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. I think you're here because you're your brother. Wait, you know my brother Sam? This February, which already passed. You are a collector. Well, I doubt Tonyo My family has been looking for this potion for a very long time. So much blood. Well, I'm pretty sure he just threatened to kill me. Don't touch your ear like that. You look like an idiot. You have no idea who you partnered with. I've been dreaming about this stuff since I was a kid. My brother Sam left one final clue. Oh, God! Alright, so that came out February 18th. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, I don't know. I mean, it just, it, it eluded me. I'll eventually watch it. It's just not something that I was really keen on watching. I mean, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch it. But when it actually came out, it was, again, uh, the beginning of this year. So a lot of movies or a lot of stuff was actually, um, what's that called? But a lot of people were still kind of uh, uh, iffy on the whole they were iffy on the whole uh, theater thing because of the fact that because of the fact that you know the the pandemic was still alive and well you know alright so the next trailer we're going to talk about is the Sandman uh, trailer 2 and again this is a, a show that came out on Netflix it's based on DC it's a DC property it's on Netflix right now um so I think season two is in the works right now. I think it was green lit. So we'll read to you some of the synopsis here and then we'll look at the trailer. It stars Tom Sturridge and Gwendolyn Christie. It's Tom Sturridge as Lord Morpheus, who's otherwise known as the Sandman. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie plays Lucifer. And then on a slew of other actors, uh, it was supposed to come out August 5th of 2022, which it already did. So it's out on Netflix right now. And it reads, when the Sandman, a.k.a. Dream, the cosmic being who controls all dreams, is captured and held prisoner for more than a century, he must journey across 
different worlds and timelines to fix the chaos his absence has caused. Now, the show was very, very demonic-induced. Uh, it speaks about the devil and demons and all these things that you might not, if you're Christian or if you don't believe in negativity like this, you might not want to look at this trailer. But it, uh, here's a trailer anyway. I'm the king of dreams. What are you doing here, Etty? Just come in, Eddie. Yeah. Morpheus. The Aniromancer. You know, the Saiyan man. He's a fairy story, Eddie. He's a fairy story. He's back. Good to know. The critic claimed graphic novel. Arrive. I will. The Sandman, August 5th. Now, this is already out. I did speak about this uh, show, and I had a questionnaire on it in my previous podcast. So if you want to know a little further more about that show, uh, you can lose, listen to my previous podcast, and you'll definitely find it in there. Um, but yeah, it is a uh, spoiler alert, so definitely... Um, listen to your own, you know, you were warned. Uh, and the last trailer we're going to talk about is, he just released. Finally, it's been on hiatus for the longest. We were all waiting for this. Now, if we can only get the other one that we've all been waiting for. And I will give you that title momentarily. I'm just looking for the actual trailer. So, we are going to be talking about Gotham Knights, the cinematic launch trailer. So, Gotham Knights, if you know anything about it, is it, you know more than I do. Let's see. So, it reads... <clears throat> Gotham Knights is 2022 live-action role-playing game that is developed by WB Games and it's inspired or inspired by the Batman Gotham Knights comic series based on the DC Comics character Batman and the supporting cast. The game focuses on the characters Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, and Red Hood as they attempt to restore justice to Gotham City during a period of decline in the immediate aftermath of Batman's death while investigating the events that led to their mentor's demise, the heroes become embroiled in an ancient conflict between two secret organizations fighting for control of Gotham, the Court of Owls, and the League of Shadows. Now, I have yet to play this game. It is out now. I'm eventually going to get it because I do have a PlayStation 5 
And I need PlayStation 5 games. But yes, let's check out this trailer, which I have not seen. It's the cinematic launch. So he just showed Robin kicking people's butt, and now they're showing Batgirl on a motorcycle. She does a backflip. And starts beating up the Court of Owl members. And now it goes to Red Hood, and he's shooting bad guys. Now it goes to Nightwing. And he just backflipped off of the building onto a car. And now he's beating up what it looks like cops. Gotham City cops. And now they show Batman's head. Because I see more. Master Bruce Wow, that looks cool. Gotham Knights, October 21st. It was literally four days before my birthday. Okay, well, that there you go. That's all the trailers we're going to talk about this week. Um, and we're going to go right into uh, my, 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 I guess my explanations or my reviews on Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 and Werewolf by Night. But before we go into me speaking about these movies or whatever the case, I'm going to read to you history behind it. So Hocus Pocus was released in 1983, an American fantasy comedy film that follows a villainous comedic trio of witches played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimi, who are inadvertently resurrected by a teenage boy, Omri Katz, in Salem, Massachusetts. On Halloween night, the film was released in North America on July 16th, 1993 by Walt Disney Pictures. Upon its release, it received mixed reviews from film critics and was not a box office success, possibly losing Disney about $16.5 million. During its theatrical run, however, largely through many annual airings on Disney Channel and Freeform, formerly known as ABC Family. All throughout the month of October, Hocus Pocus has been rediscovered by audiences. 
resulting in a yearly spike in home media sales of the film every Halloween season. The annual celebration of Halloween has helped many, I mean, has helped make the film a cult classic. Over the years, the film has achieved cult status. In its 25th anniversary year in 2018, the first week of Hocus Pocus viewings on Freeform averaged 8.2 million viewers. A special called the Halloween, uh, the Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary Halloween Bash was filmed at a Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery and features interviews with members of the cast, including Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najini, Najimi as well as a costume contest hosted by Sharon and Kelly Osborne, It aired on Freeform October 20, 2018. In October 2011, the Houston Symphony celebrated various horror and Halloween classics, including Hocus Pocus with the Hocus Pocus Pops. On October 19, 2013, D23 held... A special screening of Hocus Pocus at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California to honor the 20th anniversary of the film. Nine of the cast and crew gathered for the screening and hundreds of D23 members attended. Returning members included Kathy Najimi, David Kirshner, Thor Birch, Doug Jones, Vanessa Shaw, and Omri Katz. During her Divine Intervention tour in 2015, Bette Midler appeared on stage dressed as Winifred Sanderson. Her harlots appeared with her dressed as Mary and Sarah, and the three of them performed the film's version of I Put a Spell on You. On September 15, 2015, the Hocus Pocus villain Spectacular was introduced at the Magic Kingdom as part of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. The show introduces new actresses as the Sanderson sisters who try to make a villain party and summon or attract various Disney villains in the process. In September of 2016, entertainment critic Aaron Wallace published Hocus Pocus in Focus, The Thinking Fan's Guide to Disney Halloween, a classic. The first full-length book written about the film, the book includes a a foreword by what a foreword by Thora Birch and afterward by Mick Garris, billed as a light-hearted but scholarly look at the film. The book analyzes the film's major themes, which is it, which it identifies as f- festivity, nostalgia. Home, horror, virginity, feminism, Broadway-style musical moments, sibling rivalry, Spielbergian, filmmaking style, Disney villain traditions, and more. Wallace also analyzes Walt Disney, Walt Disney World's focus, well, Walt Disney World's Hocus Pocus villain spectacular as part of the film's legacy and includes the largest collection of Hocus Pocus fun facts and trivia ever assembled, complete with extensive endnote citations. The city of Salem has celebrated its connection to Hocus Pocus while local fil- filming sites have well become 
an attraction for fans as the film's legacy has grown over the years. In 2018, the Haunted Happenings Grand Parade, an annual Salem Festival held every October, with was Hocus Pocus themed in honor of the film's 25th anniversary. A representative destination, Salem also reported a huge uptick in tourism for the 25th anniversary year stating that there's always been a hocus pocus component to the visitors to salem especially in october but it's like the film's following grows every year the cast reunited for in search of the sanderson sisters hocus pocus Halloween takeover which aired on October 30th 2020 the one hour broadcast was virtual due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the and the and the proceeds will go to the New York Restoration Project members of the cast who participated were Ben Midler Sarah Jessica Parker Kathy Najimi Thora Birch Omri Katz Vanessa Shaw and Doug Jones other notable participants of the benefit Included Meryl Streep, Mariah Carey, Cassandra Peterson, Glenn Close, Billy Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis, Todrick Hall, Jennifer Hudson, Angela, Angela Johnson Reyes, Michael Kors, Adam Lambert, George Lopez, Alex Moffat, Martin Shorts, Sarah Silverman, John Stamos, Keenan Thompson, Sophie Von Hasselberg, and Bella Haddad. The Sanderson sisters appears as playable characters in Disney video games such as Disney Heroes, Bet- Battle Mode, and Disney Magic Kingdoms. So, this is all the stuff that has re- came out of this uh, movie that I'll tell you right now. I did not see in the theaters or I did not see ever on TV for some odd reason this movie eluded me didn't interest me one bit I mean it was hocus pocus I've watched everything that has come out but for some odd reason I did not watch and I didn't care for it um but I used to have a friend who used to love this movie and obviously he was gay so he like quoted this to be one of the biggest um, LGBTQ related films for some odd reason just recently I watched it a couple of years ago and I did not understand why this was part of the LGBTQ community or why it was adopted hugely by the LGBTQ maybe because the Sanderson sisters were so different and um, people um, like hated them and went against them or something but I don't know what was the relation but I did see the movie I was not uh, as enthused or blown away by it as everybody else is Maybe because I should have watched it when I was younger. Maybe if I would have watched it when I was, uh, when it first came out, I probably would have, I don't know, gained some kind of a uh, uh, nostalgia for it, or maybe um, enjoyed it a little more. But I did not care for it as much. All I know is that my friend used to talk about it all the time, and um, you know, maybe one day I was gonna watch it. And I remember, I do remember seeing the book, the sequel for it in a book form and just thinking well maybe they'll make this into a movie but then just recently they did 
um, they dropped the idea, the, the the news a couple of years ago or a year ago, that yeah, a couple of years ago that they were making the sequel, Hocus Pocus Two, and the Sanders sisters were coming back. Everybody from the cast was coming back, so I decided that I would give it another life. I did watch the Hocus Pocus twenty uh, fifth celebration. I thought it was too much of a spectacle. A spectacle. I mean, I did like the fact that it was, you know, the whole Halloween aspect of it. But it was mostly, um, you know, I just saw that it was very, very LGBTQ related. And obviously, um, I, 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 again, I don't see why it's that big into the LGBTQ. But then again, who knows why people do what they do. Um, I did watch the movie Hocus Pocus 2, which was related uh, released this year. Um, I enjoyed part two way better than part one. So I'll read to you a synopsis of part one. I mean, part two. 2022 American fantasy comedy film directed by Anne Fletcher, written by Jen D'Angelo, and produced by Walt Disney Pictures, a sequel to the 1993 film Hocus Pocus. It stars Bette Midler, who returns, Sarah Jessica Parker, who also returns, Kathy and Jimmy, and Doug Jones reprising their roles, with Sam Richardson, Whitney Peak, Belissa... X S Cobito, <clears throat> Tony Hale, and Hannah Waddingham joining the cast in new roles. Filming took place from October 2021 to January 2022 in Rhode Island, replaced in Salem, Massachusetts. It was released in Disney Plus on September 30th, 2022. The film received mixed reviews praising the cast's performance, humor, and nostalgia, but criticized the plot. So the reception to this movie was, in October 2022, Disney Plus reported Hocus Pocus 2 was the service's most viewed film premiere in the United States, based on number of hours streamed in the first three days of its release. Disney later reported that Hocus Pocus 2 was the service's most viewed film. According to Whip Media, Hocus Pocus 2 was the second most anticipated film of September 2022, the most watched straight-to-streaming title of 2022 in its first three days on October 2022, the most watched film across all platforms in the United States. During the week of September 30, 2022 and October 2nd, 2022, the second during the week of October 9th, 2022, the fourth during the week of October 23, 2022, as well as the fourth during the week of October 30th, 2022, and the ninth during the week of November 4th, 2022, and November 6th, 2022. According to the streaming aggregator Real Good, Hocus Pocus 2 was the most watched program across all platforms during the weeks of October 5th, 2022 and October 14th, 2022. My 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 whole thing is that this movie was not a movie that was supposed to be released on Disney Plus, kind of like Disenchanted. These movies felt like theatrical films. These movies should have been released in theaters. A lot of people would have definitely gone to go see this as a theatrical review. I mean, at a theatrical venue. I would have definitely watched it in the theaters, and I probably would have enjoyed it a lot better. I hate watching movies that are this big at home. When they released Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder cut, I would have wished they would have released it in the theaters and it would have made twice as much money. 
It was meant to be a theatrical release. And I mean, I saw it and it, I liked it a lot better than the first. And hopefully they'll make a part three. But these movies need to be coming out in the theaters. Stop wasting these movies to be released on like what uh, HBO Max was going to release Blue Beetle on HBO Max. And they saw that the movie was meant to be bigger. So they, now they're releasing it in the theaters. And I'm happy about that. A lot of people who don't like going to the movie theaters, screw you. Go watch it in the movie theaters. I'm not... I, I like to watch movies at, at home too, but movies this big don't... don't You know, they don't deserve a small screen. This is not even... This is TV. I like to enjoy it with people around me. I don't know. I... I want these movies to be... I would have enjoyed it a hell of a lot more if I would have seen it in the theaters. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night was a surprise hit on Disney+. Plus. Now, this was a special presentation. Again, this could have been a theatrical release, and a lot of people would have gone and seen it, but they weren't going to gamble. They weren't going to gamble their chances with this. And, but it was a hit, a big hit. So let's read a little bit about this. Is the name applied to... Uh, werewolf by Night is the name applied to two fictional characters who are werewolves appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The first incarnation of Werewolf by Night, Jack Russell, first appeared in Marvel Spotlight number 2, February 1972, while the second incarnation, Jake Gomez, debuted in Werewolf by Night number 1, October 2020. The Jack Russell incarnation of Werewolf by Night appeared in Marvel Cinematic Universe feature Werewolf by Night TV special portrayed by Gael Garcia Bernal. So now, this is the Disney Plus. This was what? That was uh, the comic review on, on Wikipedia. But this is the Disney Plus um, um, answer to what uh, was seen. American television special directed by Michael Giacchino or Giacchino, I don't know how to pronounce that, and written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron for the streaming service Disney Plus based on the Marvel comics featuring the character of the same name. It is the first Marvel Studios special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU sharing the continuity with the films and television series of the franchise. The special was produced by Marvel Studios and follows a secret group of monster hunters as they compete for the powerful relic while going up against a dangerous monster. Gael Garcia Bernal stars in the special as Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night, along with Laura Donnelly and Harriet Sampson Harris. Development of the special had begun in August 2021 with Bernal cast that November. Giacchino joined by March 2022 ahead of the start of filming later that month at Trilith Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, which concluded by late April. The special was formally announced in September when Giacchino revealed he was also composing. Werewolf by Night was released in October 7th, 2022 as part of the Phase 4 of MCU. The 
special received positive reviews from critics with praise for its use of practical effects, the black and white cinematography performances, particularly Bernal and Donnelly, Giacchino's direction and score and its story, with many noting its departure from previous MCU media. Of course, this was part of the MCU, but it had its own tone and its own feel to it, which made me that much more enthused about it. I can't wait to see more things on this um, um, in these version of 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 the way that they shot it, you know, if there's more future behind this, eventually maybe they'll make a film that we might see in the theaters, which would be amazing because the movie was just that much that that good. Alrighty, everybody, we are gonna go into some news, and then we'll go into some reviews and recommendations. But first, we are gonna go into a transition. So here we go. So the news that I am going to be speaking about is news that we might have heard and you might have not heard. But I'm going to speak about it anyway because it is me. Okay. So uh, first news that we're going to listen to, we're going to talk about is DC fans defend Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Lex Luthor. Um, At this point, I don't think it really matters. I loved Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Lex Luthor. I wanted to see a little more, um, but uh, the movie's been done. Uh, as you know, James Gunn right now has restarted the DCU. He's trying to do a whole bunch of different things, like Wonder Woman got canceled and a bunch of other stuff. So um, it doesn't really matter if Jesse Eisenberg's uh, role was amazing. It just, or it sucked. It just doesn't matter anymore. Uh, a little bit of news on the Quasar front. Could Quasar join the MCU in Ant-Man, The Wasp, and Quantumania? I do not know who Quasar is, but I'm assuming we're going to find out later on in time who he is. I will even speak about him later on in uh, other other podcasts. Uh, moving on, Quasar. Oh, no, actually, I do have a little... Um, synopsis on Quasar here that I actually wrote down. Quasar. Quasar is the name of several fictional superheroes in the Marvel comic universe. They are noted for having worn the quantum bands, advanced ancient alien technology that grants the wearer awesome power. And here is just some of them that that, that did it. Shiar. It's S H apostrophe I R I A R. Shiar. Imperial Guardsman. Wendell Elvis Vaughn, Fila Vell, Richard Ryder, and Avril Kincaid. Again, I don't know who this hero is, but I'm sure we will find out later on in Marvel. Marvel movies or whatever. <clears throat> uh, next news is James Gunn states, new DCU includes film, TV, and video games, so he is taking care of everything. Uh, Blue Beetle poster released with next year release date, so... um. Kind of excited. We're going to be seeing... I forgot his name. Zyomolo. He's part of... Um, part of Cobra Kai. So, yeah. Sholo. I forgot his name. I can't pronounce his name. Moving on. Uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery. Coming with... Uh, coming to terms with a new name. No longer for... 
for like HBO Max is no longer going to be the name. Supposedly the name that they're going to go for is Max. So uh, I guess that's what it is. Wonder Woman 3 now canceled at WBDC announcements came last week as it doesn't coexist in James Gunn and Peter James Gunn and Peter Safran's vision of the upcoming DCEU what films and projects will he will be purged next so obviously Wonder Woman 3 was one of the movies that got purged uh, because James Gunn and Peter Safran have a totally different vision and it just doesn't go along kind of like I think Man of Steel 2 uh, Black Adam has officially been classified as a box office bomb. In order to break even, they were supposed to take in $600 million. And as I report this, they have only taken in three, $388, I mean $385.4 million, as Wikipedia states. Either it is stated they are working... Uh, honestly, they, they even though... They, they, they're saying that they're working on... A sequel to Black Adam and a Hawkman series, but that we don't know yet. I mean, it was stated before, but now that James Gunn has dropped the bomb that he's reworking the whole DCEU, that might not be something that is going to happen. So they might purge that movie, the sequel to Black Adam, and the series. So let's just wait and see. I have no idea what's going to happen next. Well, supposedly, next, this upcoming week, we're supposed to be getting, um, an idea of what's coming next for the DCEU, so I don't know. Uh, as we speak right now, Night at the Museum, the animated series is on Disney+. Plus. I had no idea they were coming out with that, but it is out now. Um, is Man of Steel 2 also scrapped? And will Jason Momoa trade in his trident to become Lobo? So, yes, uh, there uh, people are talking about that Man of Steel 2 is no longer happening. And Aquaman... It's probably going to be canned as well. I mean, we're probably still going to see the movie, but it's probably going to be canned because um, there's ideas uh, or there's uh, um, uh, uh, like information going out in the pipeline that supposedly Jason Momoa is being looked at or after to be part of the Lobo movies. I don't know if that's something that's going on, but yeah. Super Mario Brothers, the second movie trailer is out now. Go check it out. We'll eventually review it on this podcast. Will Warner Discovery partner with Amazon in a deal in the works to get more of a bigger partner and stream more DC content and looking forward to producing a Harry Potter series. So that's being um, discussed right now. So we don't know exactly what is going on with that. Uh, Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny trailer is out now, so check that out. And trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beast also dropped, not to mention Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Volume 3. And that completes our news for today. We are going to go right into the reviews and recommendations. I know that I'm like combining everything here, but... I just thought that the podcast was going to be a little shorter, but I've actually made it longer. <laughs> so yeah, my reviews and recommendations for this week is Clifford the Big Red Dog. A young girl's love for a tiny puppy named Clifford makes the day the dog grow to an enormous size. So this is based on a popular book series for kids. Uh, they made the movie. It came out on Paramount. It's out on the Paramount Plus app right now. Uh, the live action film. I saw it. It was alrighty. It, I mean, for kids. This is for kids. 
It's not a great thing, but yeah. So uh, obviously Ghostbusters Afterlife was on its way out. So me and my friend Maria decided to watch the Ghostbusters, you know, line of films, the franchise. So we watched Ghostbusters Part 1, which is three parapsychologists psychologists forced out of their university funding set up shop as a unique ghost removal service in New York City, attracting frightened yet skeptical customers. Now, this is an old movie. This came out in eighties, in the eighties, which starred uh, Bill Murray, Eddie, Ernie Hudson, um, Dan Aykroyd. It was just a slew of different actors in there. You had Annie Potts and um, Sigourney Weaver, and um, I'm, you can see this movie just about anywhere. It's released all the time. If you haven't seen this movie, then I don't know what to tell you. You can read, you can find it uh, online somewhere, one of the streaming sites, definitely. Uh, next movie that I watched, uh, it was a Christmas movie. It was a romantic movie, one of my favorite movies of all time, um, called Serendipity. A couple searched for each other years after the night they first met, fell in love, and separated, convinced that one day they, they'd end up together. John Cusack and Kate is it Kate Beckinsale? Yeah. Kate Beckinsale starred in this movie and it was one it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I love this movie because it just speaks about fate and love and finding each other even through the hardest and although it's been the longest time that they've been apart, they still they still believe in this love that they felt that one day that they met. Um very very good movie. I'm pretty sure you can find it on any of the streaming sites uh or not any of the streaming sites, but one of the streaming sites. Just go online, look it up um, uh, on your, you know, and it'll tell you where to find it. Great movie. Uh, next movie that I watched was Red Notice, starring uh, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. An Interpol agent tracks the world's most wanted art thief and Gal Gadot. Now, this movie was long awaited on Netflix. Um, what can I say? It was, it was, it was entertaining. It wasn't great. It was entertaining from what I understand. They're making a sequel right now. Um, so, I mean, obviously anything The Rock does at the moment is just gold. Except for, I mean, I guess Black Adam. <laughs> I thought Black Adam was going to be the, the, the biggest thing out there. And, I mean, it was a good movie. But, unfortunately, it didn't break even at the box office. I guess people didn't want to go see it. Um, but... Uh, this movie was actually pretty fun. Um, like the same relationship that The Rock has with Kevin Hart, it, it feels somewhat similarly with Ryan Reynolds. Always joking, always a one up on each other. It's just very funny. Um, it was a good movie. Good movie. Check it out. It's on Netflix right now. And then the last review that I'm going to talk about is. A video game that I played, which was Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. I finally finished it uh, around this time. And it reads, And an ordinary man must embark on a search to find his missing wife that leads him to an abandoned house where a mysterious family lives with, who harbor an evil secret within the house and themselves. Now, I'm a big Resident Evil fanatic. I have all the Resident Evil games from its conception to the most um, recent one. Um, So 
I love to play these games, but for some odd reason, even though this game was good, it didn't really feed the Resident Evil um, um, series to me, which is usually zombies and shoot 'em ups and all that stuff. This was more of a suspense horror type game, and um, a lot of people liked it. I liked it too, but it just wasn't Resident Evil to me. It just didn't feel like like Resident Evil the Village right now that I'm playing. It just doesn't feel Resident Evil to me. You know, yeah, they 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 keep crossing the old characters in with this, but it just feels like it doesn't it's not in the same world it's something different but yes all in all it was a great game it, i got it for playstation 4 um if you guys haven't played resident evil 7 by all means check it out right now it's a definitely good 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 game um and with that i conclude my podcast for today Hopefully you enjoyed me spilling the beans and talking about a bunch of stuff that you probably don't give a damn about. But yes, I do. And I don't care if you don't like me or you don't like what I'm saying. But yes, um, I am Dave D. Saint. You can find me on all the major hashtags under Dave D. Saints or Dave underscore D underscore Saints or David Santiago. If you want to play some PS5 with me or PS4, I really don't play PS4 that much anymore, but I still have it. Um, I am under the tag Ariel Dean 81, Ariel Dean 81. That's Ariel like under the sea. Dean as in James Dean and 81 as in the number that comes after 80. You guys have a great night. Um, I'll be trying to pop in sometime soon with my next podcast. Um, and just like Gus J. Swirl 77 says all the time, take care.